0: So Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And So that's the 10th verse of the third chapter of Malachi. sometimes we just don't put enough trust and faith in the lord and so the verse says about the middle of verse and prove me now herewith so the little thought that the lord gave to me out of this is proof and uh, i remember some scripture over in the new testament where there was some scorners that said uh, or is the proof of his coming, for ever since the days of our fathers, all things remain the same. We've got people in this world today that never think a thought about our Savior. They never, never stop to take a look around to see how much they're blessed, how much mercy he's extended their way, how much protection that he's given them along life's way. And we need to stop and examine the proof. We need to take a look at what God's done for me and you and where we could have been were it not for His mercy and His grace. So (coughs) prove. Prove me now herewith and see if I won't pour you out a blessing that you're not able to contain it. And so I read over I believe it was in Judges about a fellow named Gideon and he was having a hard time. God's people were having a hard time. They had been disobedient. They had sinned, and God had sent punishment. He delivered them into the hands of the Midianites around seven years. And They had come in, and they had taken over the land that Israel had been given and had sent the Israelites up into the hills and the caves and things like that to live. They had destroyed their crops they had destroyed their herds, their grasses that their herds eat and things like that so that they just wouldn't nothing left. Folks, that's the way the world will do. They'll wipe you out. They don't care a thing about you. They don't care a thing about whether you're happy, about whether you're full, about whether you have a place to lay your head or not. Just ask the prodigal son what they did to him. While he had money... While he had something to give, they took everything he had and whenever all was gone, he found himself in the hog pen, didn't he? Up to, his, up to his knees in the muck and the mire and nothing left and nobody else that cared until he remembered where he came from. And so here's Gideon and the first time we read about him, he was down there at the wine press and he was threshing wheat and hiding it from the Midianites just so he could feed his people. And so here we are gathered together today. And I thought as Grady as sung the song before Sunday school, we're standing in his presence on holy ground. What a privilege that it is to be in the house of God this morning. David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of God. And, and all these young people that got up and sung this morning, wonderful, wasn't it? It's wonderful to see these young folks get up and say, This is the place for you. Don't you ever forget that church is the place for you. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care if you've done something you're ashamed of, if you've failed miserably and come short and wouldn't want anybody in this house to know it. Come on to church anyway. This is the place for you. This is a place where you can be blessed. This is a place where you can get forgiveness. This is a place, and it's the only place on the face of this earth where everybody loves you. All right. So Gideon was threshing wheat and hiding it from the Midianites just so he could feed the people that he loved. And there was an angel appeared unto him. And I want you to notice what the angel had to say. He called Gideon by name and he he said this to him, thou mighty man of valor. Now Gideon may have doubted what he could do. Gideon may have had fear about his circumstances but the Lord didn't. The Lord already knew what Gideon was going to do and what he was capable of. He already knows how much of a blessing that you can be to somebody else. He already knows how great things can happen in your life if you'll just follow his plan and go according to his will. It's us that put stumbling blocks in the way. It's us that have, need to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Great things can happen when we obey the will of the Lord. Amen. All right. So Gideon talked with the angel, didn't he? He said, if the Lord is with us, why are we in these circumstances? If the Lord's able to do all that our fathers have told us about, If the Lord's able to deliver us out of the hand of the Egyptians, if the Lord's able to bring us out and part the Red Sea so that we can cross over, if the Lord was able to destroy Pharaoh and his soldiers and their chariots, why are we in the place that we're in now? Let me tell you why we're in the place that we're in now. Let me tell you why that the majority of our people today never darkens the house of the Lord. Let me tell you why that people don't care about one another anymore it's because we've forsaken the fountains of living waters we've forsaken the good spirit and power of God folks we could have had 500 here this morning but if we didn't have the spirit we can't have church we should have went a little farther this morning amen Amen. the good spirit was here first thing this morning we should have went a little farther we set back on it we can have a whole lot more i don't know how many must have been probably 25 or 30 young people standing up here this morning we've seen a lot of them saved haven't we yeah. but there's some that hadn't committed there's some that hadn't stepped forward there's some that hadn't said jesus please save me it ought to break our heart it ought to cause us to cry and plead and beg God to send the power of God by. To draw them down to alter altar of repentance. So that they can ask Jesus to be their Savior. And we shouldn't be satisfied until every one of them knows Jesus. Amen. You're proud of those young folks, aren't you? They should be proud of us too. They should be proud of us for taking a stand for the Savior. There's, Jesus has never saved anybody to sit down. Did you know that? He's got a work for you to do. Not everybody has the same talent. I don't know why I'm going this way. Not everybody has the same talent. Some folks can play an instrument. Some folks have a wonderful voice to sing. Some folks are well read in the scripture. They've studied. They've prayed. They've asked God to reveal it to them and they're wonderful teachers. Some folks have had the call to preach. Others have the call to sing and maybe to do certain offices in the church and things of that nature I've seen folks that were just good witnesses there wasn't a person they ever met that they couldn't talk to and tell about the goodness of the Lord whatever your gift is use it don't let the dust gather on it don't have to repent and say God I've not used my gift but whatever God has given you he's given you to get honor and glory for his name and you Need to lift it up. He saved your soul from hell. Who else could do that? Why don't we praise it more? All right. So Gideon told the angel, he said this, he needed some proof. Sometimes we just need a little bit of proof. I'm like Gideon. I can't tell you how many times I've been in church services and the good spirit come by and the Lord would say, say a little word for me. Or he'd say, sing a song or something of this nature. And I'd say, Lord, if that's you. And you know what he does? He proves himself. The very thing I I would ask for, he'd send it right by Bobby. And then I'd have to do what he told me to do. I'm telling you, the Lord is in this place. The Lord is in you. And when we sang the song about holy ground, the Lord helped me to preach a message on that in revival not too long ago about holy ground. We think about this carpet right up here, this place here, the podium is being holy ground. This is not the church. Look right here. You are the church. You are the holy ground. The Lord saved us, made us out of, out of a handful of dust. He made us in his image and in his likeness. And it's up to us not just to be holy when we're here, but to be holy every day. All right. Gideon, thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is with thee. And so Gideon wanted a little bit of proof to know for sure that it was of the Lord. I would rather folks be like Gideon than to be like I am sometimes. I've been in that place before too, Chester, where I'd jump up just because I thought the Lord wanted me to do this or that or the other, and I'd fall flat on my face. Let's make sure it's God, and when it is, He'll bless. Amen. Gideon said, you stay right here. Let me go and prepare a sacrifice for you. So he went. And he prepared a kid, and and he brought the kid, and he brought the unleavened bread. And the angel said, lay it on the rock. And when he laid it on the rock, the angel took his staff and touched the rock. And a fire rose up and consumed the sacrifice. I'm glad that I know what that fire is about. This prophet said it's like a fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. And when you got to singing about the about the Lord being here, about the, about the power of God being on the altar, oh, about being on holy ground, I knew what Grady was singing about because I've been there before and it's a wonderful place to be with the power of God is here, and you have the privilege to be in His presence. Amen. Gideon wanted proof. Gideon, urged proof. The sacrifice was consumed. As the Lord came to Gideon, and I believe it said the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. And told him to do something. That's how you know. It says the Lord. The spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. And told him to go. And tear down the grove that was built toward Baal. Tired down the altar that was built toward Baal and to cut down the grove beside it and to burn that right there on the altar. Oh, and Gideon, now listen. Here's where we are. This is where our flesh gets in the way. Sometimes fear gets in this and we just can't help it. So Gideon went by night and destroyed the altar and prepared for Baal and burnt- cut down the grove. And when they woke up the next morning, there it was. And the men didn't work. Were- Worship Baal. Well, preacher, that's Old Testament. Nobody knows who Baal is anymore. Anything that you put before the Lord, anybody, anything, anything that pleases this flesh that you put before the Lord is your Baal. So if you're upset and you're concerned because servant of living God interferes with that, you need to cut down that grove and destroy Baal's altar and come to the house of God and be in His presence and know. Life is short. We've all got plans, don't we? I appreciate this couple and that couple that's with us this morning. Amen. I work with Mark's daughter. We do teach summer school together. I've got, made plans for this year's summer school. There are certain things I do to get ready for that. But you know what, I may not make it. I'm not promised another day. My heart may quit before tomorrow morning. Yours may too. Folks, we better do what the Lord would have us to today because tomorrow we may not see the light of day. All right, Gideon, what are you gonna do? I've provided you with proof. Gideon said this. Prove it out one more time, Lord. He said, I'm going to lay this fleece out. And if you're going to use me to deliver Israel, I want the fleece to be wet and the ground around it to be dry. Now, how could that happen? I'm 53 years old. I've seen the dew fall. And Keith, when it falls, the whole ground is wet. How could that be? Because God had something to prove. And He wanted in to be his instrument to bring deliverance to Israel. I don't know what God's plans are for you, but He does. And it may be the very thing that brings deliverance to some lost soul right here at Dutch Bottoms. All right. Well, preacher, you'll preach. They'll hear the gospel. The seed will be planted. They'll come running to the altar. They'll be saved. Sometimes it's as simple as some old church member saying, would you like to be saved? Somebody prayed for you, Faith. Aren't you so glad somebody called your name after Jesus? Oh, sometimes it's so simple. The Lord's laid this off my heart. I've told it before, I won't tell it again. Went to revival, crossed the hill over here at Rankin. Good friend of mine, you know him, Eric Ellison. He brings our sheep for the pageant every year. His daughter was about 10, lost as lost could be, was asking questions. They were in revival, and she sat right here on the second pew, and the minister that was holding the revival, the church had done all it needed to do, Everybody got quiet and he stood behind the podium and he said what are we going to do now? Things were quiet for just a heartbeat and then one of the deacon's wives that's so quiet Chuck I never heard her give a testimony. I never heard her sing a song. I never heard her say or do anything in church. She laid her hand on that young lady's shoulder and she sang a song just a verse. She didn't get all the way through it to what that child stepped down, went to the altar and got saved "If you'll take the proof God is killing you he'll do great things in your life <clears throat> we used to sing this song with mom and dad <clears throat> hey, you probably know it I've come too far to look back I've done been through too many things. I've seen too much proof. There were times when my life was broken and shattered all to pieces. I didn't know which way to go or where to turn to, but God stepped in. And he put the pieces back together again. And he made me what I am today. I like what Apostle Paul says in the New Testament. I am what I am by the grace of God. Gideon just take the proof. Gideon prayed that the fleece would be wet and the ground would be dry. And he woke up the next morning and he took the fleece and he wrung it out and he wrung out a whole bowl full of water from a wet fleece and kicked the dust off his shoes. The ground around the fleece was so dry, I believe it was dusty where he stepped to go and pick up the fleece. And when he got it there, the water ran out of the fleece and you can see the drops on the dry ground cause the fleece was so wet. When God does something, he leaves no doubt. Now I want to be sure Lord so I'm asking you one more time when we wake up in the morning prove it out prove it out let the fleece be dry and the ground wet we worked around here yesterday picking up I was left in the pageant and storing it for next year. There's a six by six post laying right out here that had laid on the ground for a while. Ronnie worked on it. We busted the concrete off of it, took it out of the sleeve, and the end of it was muddy. I picked the end of that thing up. <clears throat> the water ran out of it. I had to set it right here to hold it because it was waterlogged. It was so heavy. I got mud all over my clothes said that to say this. Folks, sometimes it's not always easy. But you've got to take the proof. You've got to take what the Lord tells you. Oh, Gideon said, let the fleece be dry and the ground around it be wet. I would dare say Mud got on Gideon's shoes as he was going over to pick up the dry fleece. When God does something, he does it all the way. He probably, Renee, had to take his shoes off. They had so much mud on just to get to the house. Oh, but the fleece that he had was so dry, there wasn't a drop in it anywhere. God leaves no doubt. Let him prove himself and he'll do great things in your life. Amen. So Gideon called all of Israel. 22,000 showed up, and the Lord said, that's too many. If I send you all down there like that, you all will begin to think it was you instead of me, and you'll boast. And, and I won't get the glory. So he told them to tell everybody that was afraid to turn around and to leave. And if I'm not mistaken, there was still around 10,000 left. And God said, that's still too many. Now they were about to face a mighty army, the Midianites, that were laid in the land like grasshoppers. Just everywhere you saw, there was no place, no peace, no rats, no break. Nothing left for all. And God said, that's still too many. He said, take them down by the water. Here's you some more proof, Gideon. He said, tell them all to get a drink. And everybody that laughs like a dog, that'll be the ones we'll send. Some got down, put their mouth in the water, and got a drink. And there was a few that kept their head up, dipped their hand down, and lapped it like a dog out of their hand. The Lord said, that's them. Here's tens of thousands of Midianites. You only need 300. That's all you're going to need. Now, what military strategist would concur with that? We've got men that gets paid Hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with a strategy to solve things over in the Middle East. They look at Iran, they look at Egypt, they look at different places over there to come up with different strategies, different solutions to bring peace. The Lord don't need a million U.S. soldiers over there. Preacher, you're preaching politics. No, you just start with me for just one minute, if you will. The Lord don't need a million Israeli soldiers over there. The Lord don't need a million soldiers from England or anything of that nature. One man can bring peace to the whole world. He's already brought in a peace be to all men. Oh, you know where that statement was made? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. I don't care who you are. If you trust in Jesus, he'll speak peace to your soul. That's who they need over there. They need a good dose of Jesus. Gideon, you need more proof. How about you? Do you need more proof? Three, three years ago, this little girl began asking questions. And Mom and dad got concerned, concerned to where they came and were right here with her every service. The Bible school rolled around, and the Thursday night of preaching at Bible school, she asked Jesus to be her Savior. Proof. He proved himself out when you trusted him. He? Oh, he's proved himself out there, hasn't he? Their son came in, provided a service to our country. He's in the Air Force. He was here over Christmas. Was, in our, was here for our Christmas program and we sung the song, glory, 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 somebody touched me. And when we got done singing it, I saw a young man 20 years old or so come easing out uh, in the aisle, came up to me, shook my hand, big tears in his eyes. He said, I don't have a day. I said, well you can and it can be today. Proof, proof, proof and it live for the Lord. He'll save your household. How wonderful it was to see that young man saved. And he'll save today if you trust him. Amen. Gideon, you need more proof? I want you to ease down there where the enemy's at. And I'll provide you some more proof. Went down to the camp for the Midianites. One of the fellows said, I had a dream. And in that dream there was a roll. And that roll came down into the tent, and the tent fell. And then the, his companion gave him the interpret. A lot of people don't believe in dreams. And sometimes it is just us, ain't it? But then there's times the Lord sends a warning if we'll heat to it. Oh. The interpretation was that's none other than the hand of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. And you know what Gideon did when he heard that proof? He worshipped. Oh, I made mention to you about some young ladies here. I won't call names. I don't want to embarrass them. But there's some young ladies here. Some, some young, young girls, young adult ladies that need salvation. I'm not worried about it because God's going to save. So I'll just go ahead and worship it right now for what it's going to do. Two weeks ago, right up there was a proof. I've got proof, Kathy, of what God can do. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust him and I'm going to worship him for what he's going to do. Where's your proof, Gideon? So let me finish this up and I'll be done in about five minutes. Gideon took the 300. He broke them down in companies of 100. He said, you carry your trumpet in one hand and your pitcher in the other. When I tell you to, you blow the trumpet, you break your pitcher. Now the picture was a clay pot and it hid the light. What's this made out of right here? Just old dust, marie clay. And if the Lord sees anything in this, I gotta break it. I gotta get this out of the way to let my light shine. This is not head work. I can't think and think about what the Lord would want. I can't rationalize how God would want to do it. I've just got to get this old flesh out of the way and say, Lord, shine through me. Shine through me. I preached a message one time about the rainbow that Noah saw. You know what science says a rainbow is? Science says that the rainbow is the reflection of the light from the sun through the clouds and the the light shines on water particles that are in the clouds and it's reflected and based on the amount of light that shines through the way the light bends depends on what color we see Uh, sometimes Chester it might be yellow sometimes it might be orange sometimes it might be blue sometimes it might be violet but I hope the sun shines through me and uh, you know what the science also says it's made up of a, a particularly large amount of water so if it shines through me a little bit of light can be seen in my life. Lord help me to shine. Amen. When Gideon gave the word they blew the trumpet. Here's yours. You got one of these. Don't you? The B-I-B-L-E We got a world full of information on this. It's here today and gone tomorrow. Remember that little song? We used to sing this little song whenever I was these youngster's age. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone in the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. You know the second verse? So take it wherever you go. This is your trumpet. It's a pronunciation of the proof of God. It's a historical, factual, biographical book about the existence of God and His Son. And there's something good for you in this book every day. This is your trumpet. Gideon said blow the trumpet. They blew the trumpet. They broke their pitchers. If we all broke our pitchers here today, we'd have an altar They broke their pitchers. The light shined. The Midianites ran. They couldn't get away from that place fast enough. Don't tell me that we don't have Midianites right here. Did you know that? I preached to you not long ago about a fellow named Satan. He comes to every service we got. Now, I'm not picking out any particular person because sometimes he comes in me. Sometimes you might bring him with you. When we come in with an old sour attitude and nobody looks right and we're not happy about anything, we've brought him with us. Just shores of a world. He never misses a service. Did you know that? But when we break the picture and we let God shine through our lives and that light is so bright. Remember Moses? How he was in the tabernacle with the Lord and the children of Israel couldn't even look on his face because the light was so bright. Lord, help the light. To shine in me like that. Oh, he had to wear a veil over his face just to talk with the children of Israel because the light was so bright in his life. But Gideon, Gideon said, Break the pictures. And the light was so bright, it said, God's energy ran and fled to get away. Let's break our pictures and touch bottoms and let the light of the Lord shine in our lives. You want your sinner to make it to this altar? I know it's after 12, midday, the sun's shining bright outside, but it might as well be three in the morning if we don't break our pictures. It might as well be so pitch black dark that you can't see your hand in front of your face. The only way your sinner will be saved is if you Break the picture, and you shine the way <coughs> so that they can be saved. So, proof. Some of you are like me, you've been on the road a little while, haven't you? Remember when Israel crossed through Jordan? It was flooded, and they took 12 stones, one from each tribe. What was the purpose of that? It was to show that Israel had passed that way. Remember when Elijah built the altar and there were 450 prophets of Baal? How many stones did he use on his altar? You don't have to be a mason to figure that out. There was 12, one for each of the tribes of Israel. Some of you have been saved 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Surely to goodness, there's a few stones, a few times that you can recall that it was without a doubt God. That he was right there. If it hadn't been for him, your life would have been shattered into pieces you would have met with heartache and ruin but God's hand intervened and it was God that brought you through. Accept the proof that He's offered you and let Him make something great out of your life. Amen. I mentioned this the other day. Science says that three nails couldn't hold a human body to the cross they didn't my sin did your sin did science says that there's a theory that there was a huge explosion and out of that explosion somehow or another the earth was formed and life came slithering out of the out of the water and got up on two feet and walked that's a theory here's the facts This says God created the heaven and the earth. You all know what it says, don't you? You don't need me to preach this to you. God created it. And God made man in his image and in his likeness. I'll accept the proof. I want you to know this church loves you. I want you to know... We're here for one reason. I want to make everybody welcome, but my number one reason for coming to Dutch Bottoms is to see somebody saved. Amen. I want to see your child saved. I don't want them to leave this building lost and done. I mentioned Jenna. The Lord saved her. Right here sits two more boys. The Lord saved us this past year in Bible school. He saved you, didn't he? He saved you, didn't he, Leslie? He saved you, didn't he, Keith? How about you, Roger? I'd say that's pretty good proof. And if he'd save us, we'd save you too. I'm 53. I've been in church since they carried me in. Before I could walk, my mom and dad brought me to church and carried me in. I've never yet seen one sinner come to the altar that God said no to. I've never yet seen God turn one sinner away, and He won't you either. If you want proof, look around you today about the redeemed and let them tell you what God can do. He won't turn you away, He'll save you if you ask Him. All right. Accept the proof. There's. This is not happenstance that you're happen to be here this morning. You weren't lucky to be here. God made a way for you to be in this congregation this morning. He made a way for you to be here. He made a way for you, sinner, to be saved at Calvary. And He's calling you this morning if you'll ask Him, if you'll turn to Him. All right, Grady wants to come just play one verse. Just as I am, or Amazing Grace, or some good old song. I don't want to leave here today without giving you an opportunity. If you want to be saved, you can be saved this morning. All you've got to do is call on him and ask.